factories. And the thing about healthcare and manufacturing, uh, for example, is that you're on a career track. It's not just a job, but you actually have a ladder to climb where you're, you'll continue to build skills, you'll continue to add credentials, and you'll continue to increase your earning poten- potential. Building economic development in the community has been the subject of many conversations for a while now. However, when you have someone that is sleeves up and knee deep in not only the conversation, but the work of creating that economic development in the community, that's a game changer. Let's talk about it. Greetings, leaders, and welcome to another episode of Leadership Is Podcast. Season 2, Episode 20. I am your host, Jason Muhammad, founder of JM Leadership Development. And today's guest we have is Miss April Brown, who is responsible for hosting conversations and creating platforms for economic development for the community. Uh, April earned a Bachelor of Science in Geography from Ohio University and a Master uh, of Science uh, in Construction Management and Sustainable Building from Colorado State University. Prior to working in economic development, April spent 10 years as a project manager and sustainability consultant for commercial development teams working to achieve third-party certification for commercial buildings across the country. Her work in economic development for the uh, area, uh, Asheville Area Chamber of Commerce pardon me, is about building community. Uh, Quality jobs means greater economic security and healthier outcomes for Asheville families, which in turn directly supports our chamber's members' businesses. Additionally, uh, April works with local industry leaders to connect them to the workforce talent and training they need to thrive in Asheville and Buncombe County. Welcome, April. Thank you, Jason. It's great to be here. Absolutely. Thank you for uh, being our guest today. So question for you is, besides all that I've stated, you know, there, uh, who are you and and what do you do? Uh, Well, yeah. So as you said, I work at the Chamber of Commerce on the economic development team. And my role is the director of industry recruitment and expansion for economic development coalition for Asheville, Buncombe County. And as you said, what that means is I'm dedicated to building our community by securing quality jobs and investment in our region to improve economic security and provide healthier outcomes for all residents. But on a deeper level, I am passionate about relationships. And um, what I mean by that is I seek to understand the needs of our residents and of our business community and then work to connect the dots and bridge gaps and prosperity So I run several programs. Um, I host lots of different events to get various um, constituents um, together and to build relationships with with them, but then also for them to build relationships with each other. And it's always, uh, you know, super important that our local business leaders know each other and, you know, that, that roots them here, you know, deepens the roots here. And then my relationship with them, as long as that's strong, then then I can be uh, talking with them about what it would take to facilitate and encourage growth, to understand what their needs might be um, inhibiting them to grow 
um, concerns and aspirations of their business. Um, and of course, connecting employers to talent and um, training. So, and then the other part of my role is in industry recruitment. And what I do with the recruitment side is I work to recruit well-aligned new businesses to the Asheville area in accordance with our five-year economic development strategy, which we call AVL 5 by 5 And mm-hmm. we're in our third iteration of that. We call it 5 by 5 because we have five strategies we're working to implement over five years. And so... Yeah. Those, those five things are, um, which we'll probably get into, you know, in more, in greater detail, but it's about in, in recruiting new growth. It's about nurturing local industry. It's about fast tracking startup, high growth startup entrepreneurs, integrating workforce systems and developing places, sites and buildings for growth to happen. Yeah. So tell me something, what has been some of your challenges with accomplishing that? Uh, you know, I would say that, uh, as, especially right now, but honestly, before the pandemic, the greatest challenge is is talent, is finding mm. enough people to fill the jobs. You know, we uh, pride ourselves and, you know, hold ourselves um, to a one of the metrics we, we evaluate ourselves on is how many new jobs we are creating or the, the employers that announce in our community are creating. And so, you know, our goal for 2025 is to, to bring employers and, and nurture employers who are adding 2000 new jobs over the next five years. Um, you know, but that's not really speaking to the fact that we also have thousands of unfilled open jobs that still need to be filled today. So, so finding talent, training talent, pipelining talent, connecting people to these jobs is the greatest challenge. Yeah, that that definitely is. Um, as re- the latest report says, uh, over 24,000 uh, jobs are waiting there. And we have currently statistically 9,000 unemployed uh, right. within our region here. And so, man, that's that's a great feat uh, uh, to, to try to overcome, you know, to try to overcome. So uh, what you know, what do you think that you need? So, to, and, and re, uh, driving it back to economic development, you know, so, mm-hmm. and, and labor force and workforce. So why is economic development so important in sustaining a community and, or, or is it? Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it 100% is. I think communities who thrive have strong economic development organizations. And that is because those organizations are thinking about the future, are really forward thinking. And um, Amy Liu from Brookings Institutes defines economic development um, in this way. She says it puts a region on a path to higher growth by improving the productivity of companies and people in ways that leads to better incomes and living standards for all. And so what we do in, in, in economic development is one, we figure out what our competitive advantage is of a community. And then we recruit industries that are, that are aligned with that competitive advantage. So it really um, is super important to a sustainable economy because You know, while the future of work is certainly changing and there's remote work opportunities and um, even, you know, the 
manufacturing jobs are are changing tremendously because they're more high tech, more high skill. You're not just on an assembly line. You're actually running machines and robots. And, you know, um, it's so important to have such to have a diversity of job opportunities, a diversity of entry level to, you know, anything from entry level to high tech and, um, you know, jobs that that require more experience. So we are the organizations in communities who run the numbers, look at the data and figure out, okay, what, you know, are we, are we looking good for the next five, 10, 15, 20 years? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So tell me this, uh, how do we become more educated in economic development and its um, impact on, on community? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, um, it's really, I don't know, it's really hard, I think, for the general public to have an understanding. I honestly, I've been in this role for three and a half years, and I didn't really understand economic development before this role. And it was, I was out actually doing business development and just trying to understand the the community I was living in and, you know, what, what economic development and economic development is. And, you know, ultimately, um, it's, it kind of happens, you know, silently, you know, it's not a super public facing profession, um, you know, that we're, we are governed by boards, um, and those are, those boards are appointed, it's a public private partnership in our community, which isn't always the case, sometimes it's in the government. Um, and, you know, in our case, it really is a strength to have it as a public private partnership, because we can leverage, um, you know, being that we're a nonprofit organization, we can leverage resources in a different way. So um, the best way to like learn more about it is, you know, I guess just going to the web. We we publish our five year plan, like I said, called the five by five. We publish that. You can Google, um, just Google Asheville EDC five by five twenty twenty five. And that paints a picture for the next five years and the goals that we've set forth and why we set those goals. You can also go to edcannualreport.com. And then that is where you'll see our latest report on kind of how we did in that, that current year. And so it was, we just published that we're on a fiscal year. So we just published that in July and that being the first year of our five year um, campaign right now. Hmm. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I kind of want to go back to the labor force and workforce and, and work uh, labor force development. So what can the community do to help you as you stated about talent? You know, what can what what kind of assistance, what kind of help do you need in uh, accomplishing uh, these economic development goals that you have for the community? That's a great question, Jason, and I really appreciate it. There's, um, you know, as with anything, there's uh, multiple layers to workforce development. And, you know, obviously it starts with K-12. And, Mm. you know, one of the things that we work to do is to make sure that there's exposure to K-12 and, you know, and to K-12 students uh, to the, the, you know, kind of the various employment opportunities in our community, right. um, exposing them to the different career opportunities. 
um, you know, there's there's a, a a really strong sort of resistance against manufacturing in, 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 in you know, the young populations. And, you know, and so we're we do a lot, right? Actually, uh, October 1st is, is manufacturing day. It's a national manufacturing day where we work to celebrate manufacturing careers and expose, uh, youth to careers in manufacturing. And we're actually hosting a live stream with eight manufacturers, which, uh, Jason, I'll send you the live stream link when, when I have it, but, um, schools, several schools are going to be you know, logging into that live stream and, and, and watching the, um, at this point, high school students, I think, um, you know, STEM days are really important and um, science, technology, engineering, and math, that all ties really um, aligns really well to um, various sectors that, that we do have a competitive advantage in this community, whether, you know, whether that's manufacturing or healthcare or, um, you know, even tech and so, um, you know, one of the other um, elements of the workforce pipeline is is often what's referred to as the untapped workforce. That that's the um, you know unemployed, the individuals experiencing generational poverty, the underemployed, which is um, anyone that's working full time but not making a living wage. Yeah. Um, you know, these individuals are, um, you know, need to be more widely ex- accessed and, you know, they, they need to find much clearer pathways to these high growth industries. And the thing about healthcare and manufacturing, uh, for example, is that you're on a career track. It's not just a job, but you actually have a ladder to climb where you're, you'll continue to build skills, you'll continue to add credentials, and you'll continue to increase your earning poten- potential. Mm. Um, and, you know, and so I think that's, you know, that's one of the other things. And Jason, I know you and I are working on a proposal um, that we're trying to, to um, you know, raise money for, which would, I think, uh, tie in to that that third kind of bucket of talent, which the proposal you and I have been working on, which I'll just say here, say here, is um, I think really critical to this puzzle, which is um, actually paying individuals for their training time, which would enable them to quit their part time job or quit their um, underemployment, their low their low wage job to go through an eight week training and build leadership skills, build technical skills, and then have a job right out of the gates, um, yeah. you know, in one of those industries. And so I think there's a lot of resistance, you know, on, on all levels of the workforce system, there's a lot of resistance in kind of that career track job, because I think we always undersell ourselves. Most of us think like, oh, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not qualified or, oh, that won't be, you know, a fulfilling workplace for me or, oh, I don't want to have to go back to school. I don't want to have to pay for school. But this model um, that, you know, at this point we're calling Accelerate Bunkum, this model would be we would actually pay you to go to the training and you and we would also pay for the training. So you wouldn't pay for the training, but and then you also wouldn't um, you would also be compensated for your time. And so, you know, I think we're just really, and especially in this community up against 
the increase living, um, the cost of living and, um, and just the challenge it is for people to actually connect with the opportunities that exist. Like you said, 24,000 open jobs. Yeah. 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 That's, Wow, man, that is awesome. You know, what I mean by that, I'm not necessarily saying that's good. It's just Mm -hmm. awesome. It's just huge. That's a huge, um, it's like putting, you know, the pan's leg on an elephant. You know what I mean? Uh, It's it's a huge um, undertaking. And But the good thing is, you know, we kind of got one pan leg on already uh, due to the fact of we, we know what we're looking at. And then the transition from, uh, you know, uh, unemployment benefits to a classroom kind of setting, but getting paid for that classroom setting and then going back into the workforce, uh, you know, more prepared to handle uh, the increased responsibilities that are happening uh, in, in these workforce places. And so, yeah, I think that's excellent, April. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And I, the only other uh, piece to this that I'll mention real quick is, Going back to the K-12 pipeline, you know, one of the um, most challenging audiences to connect with in the K-12 pipeline is the parents. (laughs) The parents. Yeah. Right. So us parents are like, nah, you're going to college. You're not going to work in a manufacturing facility or you're not going to have, a, you know, um, you know, we really got to. Um, spread the message that there's a lot of opportunities in the in these various industries, and frankly, it it, it could be and most likely off is most likely is that it would save parents a lot of money um, because the these um, companies will actually pay for their training, will pay for their degrees, um, it, you know, right out of high school. Or, um, you know, and, and, you know, you're almost as valuable to them, you know, at that age, um, where they can actually train you and skill you up, um, than, you know, someone with a degree, you know, where you're, and then that person is, is, you know, a lot of people, me included are in debt, um, by going that pathway. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just been so challenging to have, that conversation in a meaningful way with uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. the communi- community at large. Um, so if you could give our audience uh, your definition of leadership and three leadership tips based on that definition. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> there are, you know, I guess I'll say, that, you know, obviously there are so many styles of leadership and I'm certainly not an expert in all of them, but for me, I have found that I personally respond best to strengths-based leadership and, you know, the, the like coaching style of leadership. And basically to me, that is where you are, you know, I guess that's how, that's, that's the, the, the style of leadership that I aspire towards because it's the one I've responded the most to, but you know, where, you know, preferring to lead from within and unlocking the potential of everyone on a team and identifying what those strengths are on a team and, you know, allowing people to actually cater to their sort of natural tendencies and, um, and contribute in that way. Um, And so I believe um, leadership is about listening. It's about, um, 
it's about getting to know um, people on a personal level built. Like I said, I'm passionate about relationships, building relationships with people outside of kind of the transactional um, task list, you know, how, what, what's going on with their families? What do they like to do on the weekends? What are their ultimate aspirations? Um, There's a book called the work of leaders that I like. It was uh, written back in 2013 and there's a quote in the, um, I think it's like in the intro or something that says learning to be a leader is like learning to be a great athlete, musician, or artist. It's a capability that develops over time through trial and error, hard work and practice. Leadership is learning by doing, not simply taking notes in a classroom. So I, you know, I, I really feel like that is how I would define leadership. Um, and you know, that book, I, um, I don't know. I like this book and, and it's kind of funny cause you said three tips, but what they, this book talks about is the VAE model of leadership, which is, it has three, like basically it says that leaders have three fundamental responsibilities. The V is creating a vision, building alignment around the vision, which is the A and championing execution so you craft a vision as a leader um, to craft a vision. You imagine an improved future state that you and your team or your group or uh, your family will make a reality through your work. So mm. when you start with a vision, you use what's often referred to as backcasting, which means that you begin with the end in mind. You, def- you define where you want to go and then you backcast your way to get there. Yeah. And then the A, um, building alignment is so important. And it's, we often, you know, as people, you know, maybe especially young professionals, we might jump from vision to execution, you know? And so the A is really critical to build alignment because you won't be successful in getting to that reality until everyone in the group understands and is committed to that direction. And then, um, and then with the E, of course, as a leader, it is your responsibility to champion execution by ensuring that the conditions are present and supportive for that imagined future to be turned into a reality. So, yeah. Yeah, that's excellent. That's excellent. I like that. So uh, creating a, uh, or crafting a vision and then build align- alignment around the vision and then execution of the vision. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. excellent. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, definitely. Um, so is there, uh, you know, any way people can help? How can they contact you uh, if they wanted to help? You know, so, how, yeah, how can people help and contact you if they wanted to help? And, or, and also, do you have any closing comments? Um, well, yeah, so you can contact <laughs> me. So like I said, I work at the Asheville Chamber of Commerce. Um, my email is abrown at ashevillechamber.org. Um, you know, honestly, I work with an amazing team. I mean, I have several people here that I get to work with that are we're all executing on that vision, right? So, um, and so, you know, there's, the, it's an open door. We're open to the public. Um, you know, I would love to just have a conversation for anyone that's curious about 
bulbs or, or where they can plug in. Um, you know, we've got an entrepreneurship team. We've got a workforce development team. We've got research and um, analysis team. And so there's, I, you know, I'd say there's lots of ways. Um, the chamber, you know, being that we're chamber employees, there's lots of ways to find us or lots of places to find us at different events, um, you know, and so there could be ways to connect that way as well. But um, yeah, I mean, for anyone that's listening, you know, drop me an email, put, uh, put Jason Mohammed sent me in the subject line and, and I'll get back to you as, as soon as I can. Very good. Very good. Excellent. Thank you so much, April. It is uh, always uh, indeed a, a pleasure uh, spending space and time. Uh, well, not necessarily as well. Yeah. Digital space. So space, yeah, we got digital time. space. Yeah. <laughs> space and time with you. Um, and is there anything else you would like to say before we close this out? Um, you know, just thank you, Jason, for everything that you're doing to build the capacity of the community and, and build, build our leaders, you know, all, we, we all have the potential to be leaders in whatever sphere we're in. Um, and so I appreciate what you're doing and the people you're bringing together in your conversations. And, um, I look forward to hearing from anyone that's listening. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, uh, April, for your time and your talent and sharing with us, you know, opportunities by which we could help to facilitate growth in our communities. And thank you for all that you do, uh, you know, besides like being in the chamber. And I, I've seen you in the community over in Pisgah View, you know, just offering you know, opportunity and information uh, to people. So yeah. thank you for the sacrifice of your talent and, ta- and, and time as well. Thank you, Jason. Are you promoting the right people into leadership positions? How do you know? How do you measure the outcome you're looking for? Listen, let us help you. Please visit www.jmleadershipdevelopment.com and request a half hour conversation so we can help you with all of your leadership development needs. Oh, Always remember, leadership is influence and service. Hey, thank you so much for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast, Season 2, Episode 20, with my special guest, Miss April Brown, a community economic development from Asheville Area Chamber of Commerce here in Western North Carolina or Asheville, North Carolina. She gave us three excellent leadership tips. Number one is uh, creating a vision. Now she gave us a model that's V-A-E. The V is for vision, creating a vision. The A is building alignment around the vision and the E is execution of the vision. Thank you so much, April, for those three excellent leadership tips. Here at JM Leadership Development, our primary goal is to assist your organization in filling or building a leadership bench, which is a succession plan for your companies. Research shows that leadership is promoted into the wrong talent match 82% of the time, which impacts your company in three ways. Number one, 
employee retention, number two, company culture, and of course, the financial impact. But at JM Leadership Development, we help you with leadership identifiers so that you can put the right cheeks in the right seats. Uh, so if you would like for to us to um, have a half hour conversation or to do a presentation or keynote at your next event, please do not hesitate to reach out to us at info at jmleadershipdevelopment.com or you can call us at 828-333-7234 and we will respond promptly. Also, you can uh, subscribe to this podcast using such platforms as Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Look, looking for Jason A. Muhammad slash leadership is. And always remember, leadership is influence and service. <laughs>